Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. I had in my spirit, I had in my spirit to tell New Covenant that indeed, if this place is too small for us, then it is your seizing of a turnaround. If this place is too small, and we are talking about gathering, and this place is too small for you and I, wherever we are located, then it therefore reminds us that your seizing, it is your seizing of gathering. God will turn things around in your favor and move the church in the direction of expansion. Hallelujah. God is going to turn things around. He's going to turn things around and he's going to move the church into a direction, to the direction of expansion. Because if this place is too small for us and if, 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 if there has to be a gathering, then there should be a location where that gathering can occupy. And that would mean that we are in a season where God is going to have to turn some things around and when he turns those things around, he will locate us where we ought to be. Because if where you are is a straight place and, and you are struggling, then God is saying that I'm, you are struggling because there is a new place for you. I am moving you into a new place. That is why you are struggling where you are. You are uncomfortable where you are. Why? Because I am taking you to a new place. And that new place is what I call a season of a turnaround. And when you turn around and you experience a turnaround in that season, you would know that indeed the God you serve is a God who will answer and bring his word to pass, irrespective of your condition. So I'm here to announce to somebody, beloved, that it is your seizing of turn around. As a matter of fact, when you look at, if you want to, you want to ask Dr. Brock, you're talking about a season of turnaround. How is this going to happen? You know, I'm going to give you a few ways of understanding how this season of turnaround will be taking place or be happening. But there's a scripture that comes to mind, which is not my, my text for the moment, but there's a scripture that comes to mind in the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 3 and, and verse 20. And I love that scripture. I'll give you a couple of scriptures before I go to my main text and then we'll wrap things up here. I love this scripture that, that assures us that our situation will turn around, our circumstances will turn around. There is going to be a place of expansion for you and I in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. It says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly. Someone say exceedingly. No, someone say exceedingly. It said, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what? Above all. There's going to be a turnaround. And what God is going to do, he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above. An expansion will take place and that will be by the finger of almighty God. He says exceedingly abundantly above all we do what? All that we ask or think. Imagine why? according to the power that works in us. There is a power that is at work in us and that power at work in you, the child of God, 
It's going to cause you in that season of a turnaround and God is going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think or imagine. That season is a season that is coming your way. It's a season the Lord asked me to tell New Covenant, that season of turnaround is right around the corner. You are about to experience it. Yes, we live in very difficult times and very trying times and we know what is going on all around us. And we're asking ourselves, can there be a turnaround? Is it possible that all that you're saying, could there be a turnaround because we feel it? We're experiencing it. Our families are going through. The nation is going through. But can there be a turnaround? I'm here to announce to you, there is a power that is at work on the inside of you. And when that power is at work in, on the inside of you, exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask, God says, I will do it for you. I will do it. Yes, we are in trying times. And I love something, scripture, and another scripture that I wanted to just quote before I get into my word. It's in the book of uh, John chapter 16 and verse 33. John 16 and verse, um, verse 33, in the time that we find ourselves in, how, how can we see a turnaround? How can we say there's going to be a change and move us from a small place to a place of expansion? Look at what it says. Jesus, knowing the times that we live in, made this encouragement, gave us this encouragement. And I want to read from the book of, uh, uh, no, I want to read the Amplified Classic Edition of this, of this scripture in the book of uh, John 16, Listen to what it says. Jesus, knowing the time that we live in, the trying times, we come talk about the things that we are seeing and hearing on the news. says, I have told you these things, I have told you these things in these days, so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In me, in this season that we find ourselves with, Jesus is saying that I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. It says in the world, which is what we are hearing, in the world you will have tribulation. In the world we are going to hear about trials. In the world, there'll be distress and frustration. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus foresaw the times that we live in. And he declared that I am telling you, I have told you this thing so that in me, not in any system, not in any promises out there, but in me, I am at work in you both to do and to will, or both to will and to do of my good pleasure. It says, I've told you this so that in me, you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer. Hallelujah, somebody. He says, but be of good cheer. And guess what he says? He says, be of good cheer. What does it mean? Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. Undaunted means do not shrink. Do not shrink. Don't go down. What is happening? What is happening? I'm shrinking. You ain't going to shrink. You are going to stand tall. 
You are going to look at the situation and the trials and the circumstances in your life and you are going to say, I ain't going to shrink. I am going to stand tall. Why? Because there is a power at work on the inside of me. You can hit my body, but you can't hit my spirit because what is on the inside of me is greater than what is in the world. In the world, there's tribulation. In the world, there's trial. In the world, there are challenges, but I know who I have believed. I know whom I've trusted. I know who is with me. And therefore, I know that my season of a turnaround is just about to take place. I don't care what message you have. I don't care what you are telling me. I don't care what is going on around me. I can see all that. My master spoke about it 2,000 years ago. So what I'm saying, I'm not surprised, but I know something. I will not shrink. I will not shrink. My language will be different. What I say will be different. How I behave will be different because I serve the living God. And he has the final word. When he says it, it is complete. When he has not said it, it will not come to pass. When he opens the door, none can shut. And when he shuts, no one can open. I'm here to announce to somebody, God is about to open a supernatural door that will be your season of a turn around. Someone do this, someone do this, turn around. Somebody say, my turn around, my, my season of a turn around, my season of a turn around is about to take place in the season that we find ourselves in. I'm not going to listen to the pundits. I'm not going to listen to the news. Yes, they are saying it, but guess what? I serve a Jesus who knew this 2,000 years ago and has prepared me for it. So when I stand in the midst of it, I look at it and say, hey, bring it on. Why? Because greater is he that is on the inside of me. Because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think or imagine. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. What a God we serve, church. What a God we serve. Bible says that angels bow before him. In the heaven of earth, angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. When he shows up, they say, holy, holy, holy Lord God almighty, who was and heaven is rejoicing in heaven. They say, what a God we serve. Earth, you and I must agree with heaven and honor this God. If he said it, he would do it. If he declared it, you make it good. Your season of turn around, New Covenant, I've come to announce to you, is just around the corner. So don't shrink. Someone say, I will not shrink. I wish you could do that in your chair. I will not shrink. You're already in the chair, so you're already looking shrink. <laughs> but when you face the situation, when you look at the circumstance, just tell yourself, I will not shrink. I'm not going to shrink. I'm not going to shrink. He got me. He got me. I'm covered. I'm not going to shrink. I am not. I ain't going to shrink. I ain't going to shrink. Palm Sunday. I ain't going to shrink. My goodness. Oh my God. There is coming expansion in the church's life. The church will expand. There's going to come spiritual expansion. There's going to come a spiritual 
turn around. Families are going to turn. Businesses are going to turn around. Marriages are going to turn around. The youth are going to turn around. There is going to come a turning around. God says, say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. So I stand here in authority of the word of God. That says, say to the righteous. Who are the righteous here? Let me see the righteous one. Let me see the righteous one here. On Palm, Palm Sunday, I'm here to announce to you. The Bible says, say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. I'm here to tell you that it is well with you. It is well with you. Don't accept any narrative. Any narrative that is not a narrative of God's word, refuse it. Because the Bible says when you stand before the purchased, I mean people purchased with the blood of Jesus, say to them, it is well with you. Don't you stand in front of the purchased blood bought children of God and let them feel that they are shrinking. No. Don't shrink. It is well with your soul. When peace like a river attended my way, when sorrow, sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say it is well with my soul. Hallelujah. You got to look yourself in the mirror. You got to look at yourself in the face in the mirror. Tell yourself, Fred, it is well with you. Joanna, it is well with me. Bob, it is. tell yourself 24 7 because church, the battle that you and I are engaged in is a battle of words. The battle that you and I are engaged in is a battle of words. Whoever can get in quicker with your word, they got you. Whoever is able to get in quickly on your, the canvas of your spirit and the canvas of your mind, if they get in quickly, they got you. Why? I just remember something that the Lord just showed me recently. You know where God came to the garden to have a fellowship with Adam. And then he, he says, Adam, where are you? And Adam says, Lord, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked. And then God asked a question. Who told you? Who told you? Because I didn't tell you. Each time that I came to you, I came for communion. I came to encourage you to help you identify your purpose. But somebody came in and told you something that I didn't say. And when he said what he said, you believed what he said. And because you believed what you said, he said, you are now afraid. But I didn't create you to have fear. I created you to have power. I created you to have love. And I created you to have a sound mind. But somebody came in and told you a lie. Who told you you were naked? Who told you? I didn't tell you. And so he has to begin a plan. That will come so that the king of kings will come and then undo what was done. So that you can renew your mind. 
and accept what the Lord has said about you. Other than that, the enemy constantly keeps speaking into your ears and telling you a different story. And you look at yourself and you say, is that me? Will God do it? Is God going to do it? God will it? When God say, no, no, I don't think. I look at myself. I look at my age. I'm getting too old. Nothing can happen at this time. You, I mean, who told you? Paul comes out and says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are what? They are mighty. How? Through God. How? To the pulling down of what? Strongholds. How? Casting down imagine every imagination and everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. If Christ did not tell you that story, refuse that narrative. If it is not of God, cancel it out and say, minus me. I will not die, but I will live and I will declare the full counsel of Almighty God. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you are poor? Who told you that you are sick? Who told you all this? Yes! The message might be the fact, but the fact ain't the truth. <laughs> the message might be the fact. The message might be the fact. How you look at yourself might be the fact. Your condition might be the fact. What you are going through might be the fact. But it ain't the truth. Because when you know the truth, the truth shall set you free from the facts. The truth will set you free from the facts. The facts are real. No, we are not going to discount the facts. We are not going to say, no, no, no. It's not that. No, 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 no. Yes, science will produce only facts. Hypothesis. Thesis. They will hypothesize. And they will have thesis. And they will say, yeah, 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 yeah. We think it is this way. We think it is that way. And those, those are the facts. That they have done the research. But there's always an outlier. There's always an outlier. The body of Christ is the outlier. We are not going to be pulled down just by the facts. We know there's a truth. And the name of the truth is Yeshua Hamashiach, the lion of the tribe of Judah. And on the day of Palm Sunday, we come to say the Lord, we know the truth. And the truth is in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so when we lift up our branches and we shout Hosanna, 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 Hosanna to the King of Kings, we are saying that blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. 
Somebody give the Lord a shout this very morning. Somebody give the Lord some praise this morning. Somebody take up your palm branches. Somebody take up your palm branches. Somebody wave your hand unto the Lord. Somebody love the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. Somebody magnify the Lord. supernatural turn around a supernatural turn around it's coming to new covenant we are going to change the narrative we are going to change the storyline whatever told you the wrong facts and whoever told you the lie the devil is the father of all lies and he does a good job by making sure that the children of God are lied to but this morning I've come to announce to you on Palm Sunday we are singing and shouting Hosanna Hosanna because the truth of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords 2,000 years ago was revealed that you and I will walk in freedom and liberty in the name of Jesus Christ the son of the living God hallelujah hallelujah I said hallelujah I said hallelujah somebody's turnaround is taking place right now somebody's having a turnaround in their minds somebody's having a turnaround in their body right now there's a turnaround taking place there's a turnaround taking place in the name of Jesus Christ there's so much that I want to share with you but as it's laid on my spirit I just want to release you let me touch on this and just hope that it lands When do you experience a turnaround? When do you experience a, a turnaround? Enter a season? When do you do that? When do you experience it? You experience a turnaround when you come to your wit's end. When you come to the end of your intelligence. When you have used your intelligence and your pedigree and your ability to work it and work it and work it and you are sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> that is when your turnaround begins to take place. Why? Because you, you are sick and tired of being sick and tired. You've come to the end of your intelligence. <laughs> Do you know that those who are bringing about AI, artificial intelligence, AI, which is doing everything you can imagine, they have come to their wit's end because their artificial intelligence is becoming more intelligent than the people who produce the intelligence, the AI, and they are saying, let's put a stop to it. 
because we are coming to the end of our own intelligence that something we produce is more intelligent than us. Beloved, when you come to your wit's end and you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, you say, the Lord, this must be my season of a turnaround. That's my one. That's my one. Second time. I'll just narrate the story in the book of Second Kings, chapter six, reading from verse twenty-three all the way to twenty-nine. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. You have it on the screen. I'm already excited. I'll make one point and then we should be wrapping things up because I know we already have hit some points here. Hallelujah. And it happened after this that Ben Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his army and went up and besieged Samaria, the capital of Israel at the time. And there was a great farming in Samaria, and indeed they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and one-fourth of a cup of a dove's a dove droppings for five shekels of silver. Continue. Then the king of Israel was passing by on the wall. And when, then as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him saying, help my lord, O king. And he said, if God, if the Lord does not help you, where can I find help for you? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? That's inflation. Inflation. Continue, let's finish. Go to the next verse. Let's stop right there. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Let me just make a story. Let's, let me show they didn't get it right. This was what happened. There was a siege. Samaria had been surrounded by Syria. And inflation was all time high. And a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver. That's about $300 on the grocery list. Three, donkey's head. Someone said donkey's head. Donkey's head had become so expensive. <laughs> I'll give you some insights right there. A donkey's head. Donkey is meant for transportation. But inflation had come to, got into the point where a donkey's head was sold for food. $300 for the head. Not a pig head, but a donkey head. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Lord have mercy. And then uh, a dove's, I don't want to go there, a dove's, a dove's, you know what I'm talking about? A, do, a dove's, <laughs> 
dogs waste, I like that word, that's better. That's better. <laughs> was sold by its measure for about $19, if you look at the calculation. If you look at the calculation. And, 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 and the king, the, the woman calls on the king and says, King, help me. And the king makes a comment and a statement that is resonating with us today. Help! Help, Philadelphia! Help! Africa, help! And everybody's calling for help. And we are calling for help. And the people who we are calling on to help are asking, saying the same thing. If the Lord does not help, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I mean, we went through COVID. <laughs> and COVID took so many lives away. And, and it hit us economically. And just when we were done, we, we, we have Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> and, and that is also another, you know, impact on society. And everybody's calling and asking, Lord, what, what is going on here? And, and Africa is in trouble because when, when economies of these big powers go so low, Africa and other parts of South America and other parts of the world, everybody's crying. The economy, there, there is farming all over the world. There is farming. We are in the Cold War season. And it's affecting. And we are, and we are calling and saying, Lord, we are asking for help. We, we can't ask help from the people that we think can give us the help because they themselves are saying, we've done all that we can. Where is help going to come from? Somebody shout help. Somebody shout help, 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 help. help. Help for our children. Help for our communities. Help for our neighborhoods. Help. That's all we are. We need help. There is a cry for help. That is why there's going to come a season of a turnaround. There's a cry for help. Recently, I was listening to the news and, you know, I was told, I mean, the news, you know, had it that in you is it Utah? Utah. Is it Utah? You know where I come from? Utah. The governor of Utah has passed a law that is going to give parents the right to access the Instagram and the TikTok of their teenagers, their children. Why? Because of the mental health impact on a new generation. So they just passed that law. The governor just passed the law because parents are sick and tired of being sick and tired of having their children affected. Somebody shout help! Help! All over the place. The people we are looking up to and trusting that they are going to give us the help they themselves say we can't, we don't know what is happening. Violence, gun violence, somebody shout help! Gun violence. All over the place. Every time you turn on the news, there is something negative going on. The enemy is writing a negative narrative for us to believe that help ain't going to come. But I'm here to announce to you that there's going to come help! Because sometimes they reinforce the negative stories. 
to the point where believers can't even trust that the situation can change. But I'm here to announce to you that the situation will change. Somebody said, turn around. There's a turnaround coming. It wasn't only the donkey head. It wasn't only the, the, the dung, you know, waste. But it was also cannibalism. Cannibalism. The woman says, the reason why I am calling you for help because the king said, let me know what is going on. And he says, look, we agreed between my, myself and another woman that we agreed that let our children be boiled and eaten. Inflation. The things that we are doing to survive. It says, when we boil our child, I don't know whether that child was a, a, a toddler or, you know, a, a five-month-old baby or whatever. They, they cut off the, I don't want to go into the gory details. Can you imagine? This mother's in cahoots at one child. And in going to the next child, the other mother says, uh-uh, <laughs> yours was good but not mine. Hallelujah. Let's not go to mine. I'm just going to finish in very soon. Don't worry, we're going to go up very soon. Not mine. When the king had it, he said, this is the height of inflation. This is the height of, 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 of I mean, my, excuse my language, of craziness. That in an economy like this, that people are eating the bodies of other human beings, their children, they are eating up their children. Do you know what is happening in the system today? Things that are happening in our economy today, we cannot even mention them. That was a crisis moment. And guess what? When the king had it, guess what he did? The king said, ah, this is too much. And guess what he did? He points to Elisha. Whenever they have a problem, they point to the church. <laughs> they point to the church. They say, where's Elisha? Elisha must be behind this thing. And then Elisha, oh hallelujah, Elisha hears it by revelation. And he was, I mean, they sent for Elisha's head to be taken off his body. Elisha hears about it. And then Elisha stops them from before they enter the place because the king was coming to make sure it happened. Let me move on. And then Elisha stands there as a church. And he declares, he said, let it be known that tomorrow about this time, Tomorrow about this time, there is going to be a turn around. Hallelujah, somebody. When the people are calling for help and they call on the church, we have a message for them. We want to tell them, listen, hear ye the prophetic word of the Lord. Help is coming and tomorrow about this time, there will be a turn around. Hallelujah. And that's what we are doing. We are telling the world, listen, our God is alive. And our God is able. We are telling that tomorrow about this time, God is going to change our circumstances. Our families are going to turn around. What you saw as craziness, there is going to be a blessing attached to it. I'm here to announce to you that your season of a turnaround is coming around the corner. 
Tomorrow about this time. Tomorrow about this time. And what is interesting is the fact that when God said that there's going to be a 24-hour turnaround, he had already made provision. When God declares a thing, he's already started before he declares it. I'm here to announce a new covenant. If there's going to be a turnaround, God has begun something at the backside of the wilderness and soon and very soon it's going to manifest in your life. There is going to come a turnaround. As we go through Easter, as we go through this season, I'm going to be landing on something very important the Lord revealed to me. As we go through this season, of Easter and we get to the point where, you know, we have, we're going to have Jesus resurrecting from the dead and showing up, you know, to the disciples. There's certainly going to be some Thomases. Thomases. Always going to be Thomas. We stand here to say there's going to be a turnaround. And when the prophet declared there's going to be a turnaround, there was somebody who was there who said that even if this thing were to be told, even if this thing, and, 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 and I want to look at it real quick, and we just, we just, we'll be looking at, uh, Pastor Bob, just tell me when, you know, I'm, 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 I'm out there. He says, so an officer on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could this thing be possible? And the prophet told him, that's why I said before, who told you you were naked? Who told you you were naked? The prophet of God stood there and said, God has told me that tomorrow about this time, there is going to be an economic change. It's a season. The Lord has planned it. He has planned it. And I'm telling you, and you are saying, even if the windows were open, heaven opens the window. You want to challenge God? You want to go into a contention with a God that you serve who is at work in you both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. The God who took you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's telling you that your season of turnaround is around the corner and you doubt him. You doubt him. Elijah said to him, you will see it, but you will not enjoy it. God cannot be disbelieved. Unbelief is one of the things that God cannot deal with. I've come to announce to somebody who is hearing me at the sound of my voice online. No matter where you are and what situation you find yourself in, a season of a turnaround is on the way. And it's yours. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Let, let me drop this. So much, but let me drop this before I leave. I can't not drop this. But Pastor Bob, let me drop this in five minutes. Mahadis. Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9. You can put that scripture there for me as I wrap it up. There's so much. But I sense in my spirit that whatever you have struggled with and never believed that there's going to be a season of turnaround because a season of turnaround, it may not be 24 
just a 24 turn around, maybe not me, maybe tomorrow. But it's a season. That's why I said a season. So in that season, God is preparing. And your case is about to be called. And your season will be visited. From the pit, you end up in a palace. It's going to be a season because we serve a God of the suddenly. We serve a God who is a suddenly. In the twinkle of an eye, the coming of Christ is going to be like the twinkle of an eye. Come, it's going to happen. So if you don't come to the place of believing God, the God of the turnaround and the God of the suddenly, even our rapture will be suddenly. The coming of Christ will be suddenly. Be in the space of believing God for the turnaround. Let me finish. Let me just finish this thing. Holy Spirit of God. Put, put a scripture there for me. Or I'll shrink. I don't want to shrink. <laughs> Let me finish this. Let me finish this and I'll be done. I want us all to read together. Let's go together because this is a palm sun. Let's go all go together. Rejoice greatly. O daughter of Zion, the church. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the fall of a donkey. I'm not going to go too deep. I'm just going to touch it just briefly. Don't you know? The Lord just opened my eyes to it. Hopefully, it's a revelation. Don't you know that the very donkey whose head was sold in the season of farming, Jesus rode on a full donkey to declare that I have authority over farming. I have authority over confusion. So as I ride this donkey, full-blown donkey, every challenge or every farming, and the first farming we see there is the farming of salvation. What the world need and the help they need is the help to say, Jesus, where are you? Yeshua HaMashiach. And he says, I'm riding on the donkey. And as I ride on the donkey, I am bringing salvation. And the salvation is your ultimate turn around. When you receive salvation on this donkey, your spiritual relationship with God is connected back. What the world is crying for is the king of kings and the lord of lords for their salvation. The psychological and emotional farming. The king of kings, he says, I'm riding on a donkey and I'm not giving the spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. The farming of peace in the land is found in salvation with the Messiah. Business farming, the Lord sat on the donkey and he's saying that the season of lack is over. That is the story of Palm Sunday. He rode to the cross. He was raised from the dead and he declared all power 
in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go ye into the world, the gathering. And we gather to go and gather souls into the kingdom. Somebody shout and say, my turnaround is coming. Rise up to your feet wherever you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. I don't know who I came to talk to. I don't know who the Lord allowed me to come and share this message with. But lift up your two hands to the Lord and just talk to Him. And just say, Lord, I would not shrink. Lord, the season of farming will be over. And my season of turnaround is coming. I thank you that the messages that I'm hearing and the messages that I'm receiving, help is going to come only from you. The narrative will change. And the narrative has changed. What the government and the people of the world are looking for is the one who rides on the donkey and has salvation in his hand. And once they have salvation, they have the ultimate turnaround. You may say the pastor, I heard the word that I don't have Jesus as my Lord and Savior. This turnaround you're talking about, I even have not experienced it with my relationship with God, in my relationship with God. But pastor, on this Palm Sunday, I want you to pray with me that Jesus will come into my life and be my Lord and Savior because they're the first turn around that I want to experience and turn around in my life I've lived this crazy life I've lived this life of lie I've been told lies about myself about who I am and about where I'm going in life and I've not been fulfilled but pastor pray with me that Jesus will come into my life I want to experience him on this day I don't want to play church I want to experience him for real if you're here like that let me see by the raise of your hand you can raise your hand so I can see that I will pray with you that Jesus will come into your life and be your Lord and Master and Savior on this Palm Sunday morning. Raise your hand so I can see if you want Jesus to come into your life and make him a person because that is very significant. Raise that hand so I can see. Raise it confidently. Don't, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Raise that hand confidently because it is a life and death situation. And if you have raised your hand confidently because you've received this word, don't be shy. Just walk towards me. Don't be shy. Just walk towards me because you have to walk and be confident. Walk towards me. Just, just walk towards me. Just walk towards me because it's a day of your salvation. It's just, just walk towards me here this morning. Just walk towards me wherever you are. Just walk towards me. Just, just come because it's our day of salvation. That's a good job. You do a good job. Just walk towards me. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. Put your hands together for them as they come. Keep putting your hands together for them. Put your hands together for them. This is a moment of salvation. It's a decision that they are making. It's a one-time decision that they are making. Put your hands for them as they come. Church, we can do better. We can do better. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate as they come before the Lord. You can do better. God bless you. Church, we can do better. Let's put our hands together and give the Lord some praise here right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's turning around for me. Those of you who've come in front, I want you to know that you've made the best 
of decision. Heaven is rejoicing because of you. Heaven is rejoicing. And the plans of God for your life, mark it. The plans of God. Oh, put your hands together. As this little one comes to give her life to the Lord. Praise the Lord, the Lord. The word touch her. The word touch her too. God bless you. God bless you. Church, let's stretch our hands towards them right now. Stretch our hands towards them. Can you come close a little bit closer? Just, just come closer here. It's a decision. I want you to make this confession of your faith in the one who sits on a donkey with salvation to bring you the areas of famine in your lives. When he comes in, he makes all things beautiful. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus. And I want the church to respond together so we can encourage them. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I have heard your word. I ask you to come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. You died on the cross. You were raised from the dead because of my sins. Lord, forgive me because I know I'm a sinner. But you have set me free with your death, by your death and your resurrection. I thank you this day that I am your child. You have accepted me as your child. From today, my feet will be planted in your house. My feet will be planted in your house and I will grow in love with you all the days of my life. I thank you for accepting me as your child. Even now and forevermore, I am planted in the house of God and in my God. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I'll pray for you this time. Father, I thank you that Lord, these ones heard your word and they have come as we've gone out with this gathering message of God and today they are here and they've heard your word and Lord, you move them by your spirit and today their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We decree and declare that Lord, their narrative about life from today will change. Their stories will change. Whatever concerns them, their minds that have been affected by the enemy will change and your love will overwhelm them. We thank you that the Lord as a church we have responded to the call of evangelism. We'll reach out, we'll break the doors and we'll go out and compel them to come into the kingdom. We thank you that blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Keep them, preserve them and protect them. Even in Jesus name and somebody shouted a big amen. Somebody shouted a big amen. God bless you. Can I give you a hug? The Lord will perfect that concerning me. Sooner or later, it'll turn in my favor. It's turning around for me. Church, let's put our hands together for them. Please turn around. You're going to see some 
individuals who are going to take your information. Just turn around. Turn around and see them. Turn around. They are going to take you. They are going to take your information. Check. Let's put hands together for them as they take their seat and you take them around. Let's go. You might take your seat right now. Who is taking this brother? Who is taking the brother? Okay, go ahead. Get information. You taking a hand? Taking All right, go ahead. to the Spirit of God and as we continue being the church this will be commonplace there are those who are praying for laborers and I want to say to the Barlows we're going to prepare them to go out right away something that we have practiced in general as a church that is different than what Jesus did. When Jesus brought the 70, they were novice. He sent them out. And they marveled. They said, Lord, we, even the devils tremble at our name. People grow their faith in God when they experience God. And you only experience him when you go out. Because that's what he told us to do. Otherwise, you develop codependency on somebody else on somebody with a mic. God is greater than anybody who holds this mic. You need to get to know him. When you know him, you can say, I know who I, who, in whom I believe. And he's able to keep that, which I commit against him against that day. Our turnaround, turnaround. For those in the room, for those on the live stream, your turnaround has come. There are two things that the enemy desires. One is for you to shut down. When a business is unsuccessful and there's no other recourse, Minister Sample, you shut it down. That's a shutdown. When something has been successful for a time, there's a level called sustaining success. You just wanna keep it there. That's called status quo. If you maintain the status quo and time keeps moving and it will, the day will become, you will see a decline. But the most successful people in any endeavor are the ones who turn around, turn something around. The most sought after CEOs are ones who have a reputation of a turnaround. There is nothing any endeavor, if a school is bad and you bring in a new principal and they have a reputation of turning that which is bad into good, they're going to be sought after. They will never have to worry about working. If you need a new commissioner in a city that's troubled and they've been accustomed to a police commissioner who turned things around in New York, 
He ended up in LA and in other places. There's power in a turnaround. I hope you hear this message today. There's no greater testimony than a life that's been turned around. Who told you that your life can't be turned around? Who told you that you're not good enough? Who told you that you're not enough? I want you to know there's one in you who's more than enough. Put your hands together for the man of God. Put your hands together for God's prophet. Turn around. He's turning around for you. Yes. God bless you, my brother. What a timely word. For those of you on the live stream, God bless you. God keep you and keep the faith. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.